to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we talk about all things fangirl. We have been discussing Twilight Reimagined, which is Midnight Sun. I forgot to add that last time because I am poor at introductions. <laughs> Today we will be discussing Chapter 26, Blood, and Chapter 27, Chores. And yeah, so we'll just go ahead and get started. Chapter 26, Blood, goes with Chapter 23, the angel from Bella's point of view. It's called the angel? Yes. This chapter in Twilight is called the angel. Oh, I don't remember that title. I don't either, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, because, um, and it'll come out that when he's going, oh, Bella, no, please, Bella, please, or something like that. She thinks it's an angel saying that to her. Thank you, Twilight Lexicon, which is how I've been putting these chapters yeah, together. Yeah, you to put uh, Meanwhile, we've been barely getting through it. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean, I've been barely getting through writing all the notes. Like, this is. But the good thing is that you've read this book already. Yeah. I and you're just going back through it to make your notes. Reba and I are, like, just taking our dear sweet time with this. Yeah. That means that I'm done with it now. Like, I'm yeah. done reading it. But. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a couple of chapters. This yeah. is our last recording session. Not our last episode, but we record a very good bit. We have this. We advance. have, okay, including this episode, we got three more episodes left discussing the next one. After that, we're putting you out of your misery and doing a vampire media episode. We will be discussing different books, movies, TV shows, things that have either come from the Twilight hype or came before the Twilight hype and got rehyped Twilight. Uh, that we have been involved with involving vampires. We'll probably bring up Twilight in future oh, yeah, definitely. Other things, it's that same story. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie has written this story, I don't know how many times at this point. Yes. So. <laughs> she's getting that money because she got she's, no other ideas. She's literally written it at least three times, and then other people have spun off of her work. How much are we going to get Stephanie? <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Yes. Just these couple episodes. We'll just continue yeah. giving it to her. But with that being said, oh, and don't forget, she also had to write everybody's backstories for the Illustrated Guide, mm-hmm. and there was all sorts of other stuff. That I would hope that she had before Twilight. I highly doubt she did. Yeah, I doubt it too. But as an author, I hope she did. I think she had the characters that Because were even if you don't use it, it's good to have. Yeah. Um, makes interview questions a lot easier to get through when you know what you're talking about. Okay, chapter 26, Blood. Through the door! Edward completely shatters the door as he goes through it. What kind of door is this? I'm going to guess it's glass. It's a dance studio. It's a dance studio. Yeah, I can imagine there being like a solid oak door. But they're going through the back door. No, he's not. I think oh. the others are. He's making it. Entrance. What song is playing, y'all? Oh, we need it. Yeah, we need an entrance song. What song we got going? I don't know. <laughs> Billy Alice of some sort, but I don't know. Or is it like, isn't it lovely? I was thinking like either Bad Guy or You Should See Me in a Crown or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she is so talented. She has her brother. She's a whole vibe. Yeah, they're a whole vibe, and I. Have you watched them make music? It's wild. Yeah. He attacks James and throws him towards Emmett, which I guess Emmett's coming through the back, if I remember correctly. Well, I know they split up. I don't know who's yeah. coming in what I'm door. I'm pretty sure Edward goes through the entrance and they go through the back. He notes he will be jealous of Jasper and Emmett kill- getting to kill him, but he has to focus on Bella right now. 
because she's in immediate danger of dying. Carlisle assesses her while Edward is a mess, kneeling in her blood, not knowing what to do. I will say, I guess I've, once again, I've seen the movie more than I've read Twilight. Mm-hmm. And so, reading this, I'm like, wow, Bella's injuries are a lot more intense than I remember them. Yeah. Well, that, and then also the way Carlisle's handling it is a lot different than it's portrayed. Also, yeah. you gotta think in Twilight, she's out of it. Like, yeah, I guess so. She's yeah. got a serious head injury at this point. Edward notes, and like at this point, this is where like the reason that the last the chapter in Twilight is called The Angel is because Edward's like, Bella, no, please, no, or something like that, whatever. Yeah. He's just like chanting this yeah. because he's like so distraught. Um, Bella thinks it's an angel. I have to salute Edward during this chapter. Yeah. Just the amount of character growth, the bloodlust he has overcame, yeah. overcome. Because everyone else besides Carlisle, of course, who's been around blood enough, he's like really suffering right now. Yeah. And Edward barely notices it. Yeah. And as potent as well as blood has been throughout the majority of this book, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh yeah. He is so invested in the human and no longer the blood. Like, yeah. He's invested in her soul and not like, the body part anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, you've really grown. That's awesome for you. Good for you. See, do you think, like, even a month before this happened, like, Bree, like, being in a relationship with her, but while he's still, like, stalking her? Would have been able to go through this? If he would have been no. able to go through Um, no. Actually, I don't know. Part of him was invested, and I don't think it was just the vampire side. I don't think it was just the vampire side either. But I, don't know. I think would have been a lot, he would have noticed more, because yeah. I feel like, during this part with where they're at now, they're like, he doesn't even really notice it. He's just like, yeah, I was kneeling her blood, whatever. But it would have been a lot more of him talking about the burn and everything, the hunger, if he wasn't as invested. But he was still invested in her. Of course, yeah. Two months ago. Two months ago. I don't think it was like, opportunity. Okay, so my next one is Edward notes that he didn't seem to actually notice the blood, but Alice was having some problems with her control. He was washing with teeth. Clinched. And then, like, I've got a quote under it that said, Emmett and Jasper, too, were struggling. They pulled the shattered pieces tracker out of the room. Emmett was watching Jasper closely for a break. Emmett himself was in admirable control. His concern for Bella was deeper than his usual carefree frame of mind allowed for. Such a good big Later, I think it's in the next chapter. It I is. Also it like, melts your heart. Mm-hmm. And he, like, I really like this, that he's, like, instead of, like, because everybody else, like, Alice and Jasper are like, what? And then and it's like, I gotta watch Jasper because Bella's in He's her. like, okay, what can I focus on other than this blood? Just yeah. Which I mean, for the win. Which, I mean, like, he's having trouble with it. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, like, he's more focused. He's more There's, worried. like, a Carlisle level of control, an Edward level, an Emma level, and then, like, Alice and Jasper. Yeah. Which is amazing that in this yeah, for control, which is like shocking to Edward, which is why it's noted. Bella tells them her hand hurt. Edward tells Bella that Carlisle will give her something for the pain. I was listening to the audiobook and I wasn't really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then the narrator goes, My hand burns! Like, really loudly, really aggressively. And I was like, Whoa, oh, are we okay? Like, oh. no, no, we're not. No one noticed that she had vampire bite marks on her. Yeah. Well, see, oh, which that's, is astounding 
happening, too, because it literally says earlier, Carlisle's hands trace from her scalp to her ankle and then back again to so quickly. They Maybe run. he's not. He just didn't want to mention it. Maybe, like, he was assessing her, but her hand was, like, turned down. Maybe he was assessing, like, danger areas. Yeah, because, I mean, that would be something you would do. Yeah. You wouldn't expect Had or so. Yeah. Her legs are broken. I can see that. Yes. And then yeah. he pretty much said that ribs may be broken, her legs broken, and then stuff on her head. Yeah. 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 It wasn't until Bella keeps insisting on her hand burning that Edward realizes she So it's the word burning that he was like, oh, yeah. trigger. What that means? Yeah, because at first she's going, my hand hurts. I mean, she's delirious at this point. She's got a head injury. She's not really sure. She thinks Edward's an angel at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think she's kind of come to a little bit more, but she's still, like, delirious. And she's like, my hand hurts. Like, she can't vocalize. He bit me here. And so, like, then she's like, it's burning. It's burning. It's burning. I also like how Edward says here. Like, after she said my hand is burning, he says, idiotically, for an instant, I can think only of the fire raging through my own body. Was I hurting her? He thought he might have been doing something to her, but it was literally just, she was, you know, feeling the venom go through her. Alice tells Edward he can't let it happen this way because his being bitten on the hand is excruciatingly long, the way to be changed, and, like, very painful. Yeah. Like a long way for it to travel. To yeah. Because whenever um, she eventually does get turned mm-hmm. for books from now, mm-hmm. or stories from now, it's, he like, it. fights her everywhere. He, like, injects it to make sure it happens, yeah. and it happens quick. By the way, okay, so it's been a long time since I've read Breaking Dawn, so why don't we kind of, like, the one I'm going to kind of ask right now since we're on the subject. I know that most of the babies, like, ripped out of the mother. That that didn't happen. They did a C-section with yeah. Jasmine, right? He had to be turned because she was near death because of, okay. Because she, it, her spine broke, right? When she went into what considered labor for her. her she, like, she bent broke. down and then Renesmee was just, like, not having it. I was just curious about that because I, I didn't think that Renesmee, like, ripped out, but I couldn't remember exactly what happened. Edward's internal conflict has trouble deciding on what's the best solution because right now she has been bitten and he can't decide whether or not to let her become a vampire <laughs> or let her die so that she doesn't have to live with it's this. It's all built up because before he kind of facing, you know, at first when he met her and he was like, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. And no, I don't need to. And then I fell in love with her and he's like, mm-hmm. vampire, uh, kill her or um, myself or run away. It's just been a constant, constant battle. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Edward couldn't be anything but a Gemini, by the way. Oh, no. Stephanie Meyer picked the right birthday for him, for sure. Thank you, Stephanie, for doing something right. With that being said, I didn't realize this many discrepancies until you actually, I said this uh, off the record, but until, like, when I just read the book, it was like I could skip over these things because... Okay. This book is long-winded. It really is. So, like, you will go three or four chapters on, like, a car or, like, <laughs> going down the freeway while you're the woman that you claim to love is dying, and you know that. But that being said, you can kind of glance over those chapters and get to the, like, get to the parts where it didn't want to read and so like you don't really realize stuff whereas when i'm having to make bullet points yes like detailed notes or like trying to you know pick up on things Mm -hmm. and analyze things you're like wait a second like how did this happen i I think that's 
I tend to write something that people are going to overanalyze. You're just like, this works. Yeah. Like, I mean, you put in little clues and stuff for special readers who yeah. will pay attention to those things. But you'll think about every single thing. And there's mm-hmm. certain things you are going to spend more time on. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like James flying a plane, I don't know if we needed that one. That yeah. one it don't make sense in that one. If you just thought about it a little bit, you'd be like, no. no. I was like, then you get to people like us who sit here and over analyze everything. <laughs> and who spend uh, 15 episodes analyzing this book. With that being said, like, some things that I analyze, like, if I'm sitting there reading, like, James Joyce or something, it's going to be like, I see it, it doesn't make sense to me, I'm kind of, I may skip over it a little bit and, like, go look up. Maybe what it means or something like that later, but if not, it's not that big a deal. I'm reading um, The Master Margarita right now, which is a book about the 1920s, Stalin, whatever, you know, like a parody of that time. Basically, the devil went down to Moscow during the communist regime and some up. And so, like, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of references I'm not necessarily getting, and yeah. I'm just kind of like, okay, but, like, when you set something in the time frame you are now, and you see, like, or, I mean, it's not now, obviously, it's, like, 20 years ago, but, I mean, we remember that time, and we yeah. were kids. Your experience helps, like, you understand things. Yeah. That's why, like, whenever you're reading a character or a valid character or a situation that you've personally been through, and you're like, that's not how it really is. Yeah. Like, for me, that's not how it was. Like, it's harder to relate to it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why she didn't think of these things, but also, I don't know why, like, people didn't catch these things. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'm not going to harp too much on that because it's a book about vampires like who really cares it's stupid and it doesn't make any logistical sense Mm -hmm. but it's on page i don't know because i feel like anime does a really good job of like toting that line of like okay this part doesn't make sense this part makes sense and we can explain the other part from this part they do that a lot and it's like and it can be super smart and super well thought out think of like death note i know you have no idea what i'm talking about but like with death note it's fictional like grim reaper stuff and then like if you don't know what death note is it's a manga slash anime that's like this kid is like a genius finds a book that he can kill people with and like he writes down their name and age and whatever and they die however he wants to die and like even though it's fictional and like it's completely crazy like the face of the story it's so well like thought out and methodical and explained so well I love like that I and mean, it's also so pretty based in reality too just mm-hmm. because like it's the like real world essentially just yeah. has this element added to it like if you have basic like rule set mm-hmm. I even think about this with like fantasy if you have basic rule set and then you just have characters who do some crazy shit mm-hmm. it works but I, it's so hard in um, a setting like this where it is our world that we are familiar with to do stuff like this yeah like, I, I don't know James Bond a plane I mean it really did kind of kill it and I, I always feel this way um, with stuff that takes place in a modern world where there's a group of people, most of them have, like, regular humans who mm-hmm. don't know about stuff. Other things happen that involve this other entity. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, how do they not notice? How do they not ask questions? Like, I mean, I love stuff where, like, there's a government sector that's, like, kind of involved with it. Yeah, yeah I love that. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the government's trying to cover this up. Yeah. I mean, that's realistic. But 
stuff like this, I'm like, you can't just fly a plane across the border. No, <laughs> well, there's no also, way. Also, it just sounds ridiculous because he is a vampire, and the way that it explained, like like you said previously, like him being a tracker, you would assume that he would just run yeah. to where he needs to go. I just think of him as a very animalistic character, and I know that we mentioned this, but I'm just not over it. I mean, like, it's, like, it doesn't really affect the story for me, but I'm still, you know, scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, as Carlisle tells him there's another option, and that's to suck the venom out. And Edward says, this leads me to my favorite quote, which Edward goes, but I wanted to scream, but I'm a vampire. <laughs> like, no, I was like, love to be out. Yes, you are. <laughs> Seriously, though, Carlisle, he's like, Hey, Edward, you know what you should do? Oh, you're going. Why can't you, Carlisle? Huh? Huh? I'm kind of sad to say this, but the pragmatist in me is like, well, we wasted three books on this for her to finally be changed. Edward questions if he's strong enough, and then he tries to suck the venom out. He goes over how great the taste is, even with the venom. Like, this is he's finally getting to taste the sweet, sweet blood that he's been craving yeah. for like four months at this point. Mm-hmm. Alice assures him that she now has a future because of him getting out the venom out while he's still sucking her blood, by the way. Yeah, it's also fascinating that Alice is the one, also one of the ones having trouble being around Bella's blood, which is literally right beside Edward as he's sucking well, Bella's blood. Well, she would be probably the first person to through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she loves Bella, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's just having trouble with it, and Edward senses it. But Edward's not having trouble with it. Well, he is now. Oh, well, yeah, now. But before, he I wasn't. I too. I mean, there's chocolate cake in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I know how to slice. As a person that uh, is a fat kid, and will probably always be mentally a fat kid, it's hard to like look at like tweets and say, yeah. you know, I'm doing really good at my self-discipline, but sometimes it's really hard. So Edward doesn't know when to stop, and while Alice was telling him to stop, it was Bella's voice that brought him back to reality. Once they stop, or once he stops, Carl asked Bella to tell him where her mother is or was. She wasn't even here, man. Yeah, yeah she didn't like it. That whole part, though, because Bella's just like, essentially, why? I'm like, leave me alone. I don't want to sleep. Bella, <laughs> if you would have told the freaking vampires that you were with, hey, I think he has my mom. Exactly. Yeah. I know. But then, you know, we wouldn't have this whole debate issue yeah. going on otherwise. And she would have been like, okay. Yeah, let's go. I'll never see you coming. I can see it coming, Alice. It was literally like what ten minutes before Edward got off the plane yes. and she left and like ran away. Like she could have waited ten minutes. But apparently he was like, "I have your mother, and you have to be here by noon." He's already gonna kill you anyway. What's the difference? And I understand you're worried about your mom, but so anyway, Carlisle asks Bella where her mother was, and Bella tells them about the trick and tells them that James knew Alice somehow. That part, um, so they move her. Alice grabs the camera and switches it off and decides to keep it and tells Edward they would deal with it later. They move Bella and Edward tells her she can sleep now. And that's the end of the chapter. Uh, so next is chapter 27, Chores. Which is one of the most fascinating chapters of this book. My only note for this chapter was shenanigans. Mm-hmm. It really is. Also, this doesn't have like a companion chapter in Twilight because... No, it's just, yeah, there's Bella's no way. Yeah, Bella's out of it. 
Ellis passed out. She's lost way too much blood at this yeah. point. Also, most of the chapter consists of walking through scenarios. Yeah, and it's, it's literally just a chapter of visions. Is what which is, is a fun time. I don't think I go way too much in detail, so whenever y'all feel the need to stop me, stop me. But they drive towards the hospital. And in my notes it says, and I'm surprised I can read this long drawn, but it says they drive towards the towards the hospital. Alice trying to find a way of creating an alibi, which Carlisle shoots down because she's like, can we just stop right here? It won't take. And then Carlisle's like, no, she needs to get out. We gotta go get some blood. She's black. So um, that's enough. Yeah, uh, he keeps watering her bottles while she lays his her head in his lap. And then Edward is sitting, like, with holding her body. Like, they're all in the backseat. Edward is holding her oh, body. And yeah, then Jasper's driving. I was like, trying to remember who's Hey, Jasper's driving. Who's in the passenger seat? Alice. 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 Carlwell, Edward, and Emmett are in the backseat. Yeah. And she's just laying across them? Yes. What a woman. Yeah. <laughs> holding her at this point. Emma's trying not to think of the blood. Like, he's holding her legs. Emma's trying not to think of the blood. And is amazed with Edward's self-control. Like, he seriously, like, I don't know how he manages to do it. Because, like, it's drying or, like, down. They're covered in it. How is she, like, curled up in the back seat? Like, because her left's broken. Well, so, who is it? Is it Emmett that's stable? Yeah, Emmett's stabilizing her leg. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, a Camaro or something. But I'm like, is she, like, sitting up a little bit? I don't think she is. I don't think so. She can't she's completely like down. She's passed out. I think they're pretty much doing whatever they want. Instead, he thinks about the fight and how upset he was that he wasn't the one to make James surrender to his fate. Edward's like, I should have killed him. No, this is Emmett. Oh. Yeah. But Emmett's like, Emmett's upset. Okay, yeah, because he's trying not to like think about her blood. And, like, he's really upset right now. He's like, I had him. Yeah, but he was like, because he had him, like, in a headlock or something. I'm not entirely sure. And he was like, he didn't give up until he saw Jasper, which he doesn't realize, and Edward does, like, through Emmett, that Jasper, he hadn't seen Jasper up until this point. Yeah. It says, Jasper mangled and ferocious, eyes sharp and empty at the same time, looking like some forgotten god or incarnation of war, projecting an aura of pure violence. And the tracker had stopped trying. Yeah. Jasper's scary. Um, which I don't know if this is, like, I have such a hard time with Jasper, because, um, all I can think of is, is he projecting this, like, emotion? I think that's part of it. Or is he actually just, like, does he look I think it's a little... It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because I, from what I understand, doesn't Jasper have a lot of scars on him from fights mm-hmm. from newborn? So yeah. I think, I think that scares other mm-hmm. vampires away. So that mm-hmm. plus him putting off an, an aura like that, I think is, is what does it. See, like, I know Edward just mentioned, like, how Jasper looks and how, like, warm-like he looks. Like, he's constantly on edge. Like, you would imagine, yeah. like, a soldier to me. Like, a soldier with PTSD that's been out of war for a while, but, like, I mean, not that it's, like, I mean, he's got trauma, but, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, they're still on edge. And I feel like all soldiers may be that way, like, not necessarily have PTSD, but, like, they never really completely come back from combat. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta imagine, he was changed 
during combat. So he never that, had plus staying in it as a vampire, like yeah. like he hasn't left it for yeah. a long time. Yeah, but let's just say like because Edward explains himself as a as still a seventeen year old boy in many ways. Like the way he thinks it was like locked in the moment he was turned. So Jasper was locked in as a as a soldier, as a general, wasn't he? I think so. How old is Jasper? He was what super was young. Was, yeah, he was really so young. As a general? Yeah. He um, yeah, he was like eighteen or so. I'll check, but like he was I mean probably like he was super young, or, but he was so charismatic that he got his way. Was Not it a general captain. or is it just a captain? Um, I think it was general. I'll check. It's like a real high quick. position. Well, you know, like my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather actually uh his way into getting a sergeant position when he was drafted in. Because he should have been a private or something, but he like was automatic. Like he was only in the military for like two years. No military education or nothing, and he wound up with a sergeant title. So it's possible because I mean, my grandfather. Yeah, was, I mean, I believe it. My grandfather done it in the 50s, and he absolutely hated the military. <laughs> I mean, especially if you need someone to fill that position. Yeah. You're like, okay, it looks like you can do I it. I think it's just being charismatic. Yeah. He was 19 when he was turned. Hold on. I'm getting to it. Colin Coven, soldier and later major of the Confederate Army. Major. So major general or just... And I will say, we do not know military like rankings no. that well. I'm just like, that sounds pretty high up. Yeah. So personal history. Um, grew up in Houston, Texas. Volunteered to join the Confederate Army. He rose quickly through the ranks, being promoted over older, more experienced men. People thought of Jasper as charismatic. This was likely due in part to early traces of psychic ability. Jasper would develop as some transformation. So, his ability to kind of like feel the emotions and stuff, like, uh, what did we say? He was like an empath or something. Yeah. Like, really helped him mm-hmm. be a people person. Later on his history, but it says Maria sought him out when they were in Calgary. The encounter prompted the family to move again. This is after Jasper and Alice joined the Collins. And it says, and Jasper politely asked Maria to keep her distance because he had no interest in rejoining her covenant life. Maria, lifestyle. what are you doing in Canada? Like, what are you doing up there? I just Maria's love- so shady. Why are you trying to get Jasper back? I just love how it says Jasper politely asked Maria. And I'm like, there was probably no politely about it. <laughs> there might have been for a moment. They are not each other's favorite person. Well, apparently, if you remember back to when, um, What's his face? Peter was talking to him. Peter was the one that kind of turned Jasper away from Maria. Yeah. And it says that uh, Jasper was Maria's favorite. Do you think they... Oh, yeah. They know I definitely Maria said, hell yeah. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Oh, wait. Hang on. It literally says right here. Jasper and Maria seemingly shared a short romantic relationship, but she never got over her deceased mate. Hey. For sure. Confirmation. I love Jasper. She was like, I just don't think I'm ready for a relationship. And he's like, you think that's what this was going to become? And like, she was just like, purposely. No, thank you. Um, I'm waiting on the one. I don't know her name yet, but I feel like it starts <laughs> with an A. <laughs> and exactly then, how it looks. And then a few years later, he's like sitting at a diner or something. I don't know how they met. I don't know if that's Oh like, my gosh. 
Oh, like, I've always imagined, like, for some odd reason, Jasper's at a diner. She just, with, like, sits in the booth and she's like, hey, boyfriend. Like, okay, here's my idea, and it makes no sense because why would they be in a diner, A, because they don't eat yes. or anything. But also, I see, I see them at, like, the, the bars. <gasps> oh, my and, gosh. And, like, sitting at the end of the bar, like, I don't know. I, he can't eat. I don't know what he's doing there. What is but, she like, doing there? Because she's waiting on him. <laughs> We know she's waiting on him because she knows this is the I'm going to be the love of my afterlife. And then, <laughs> and then, like, she's like, hey, how are you? And, like, she's like, by the way, we are meant for each other. And, like, he already feels all this love. You think she, she just started her. off with that? It said it somewhere. Uh, literally, there's uh, one short paragraph here. So in 1948, he ran into a diner in Philadelphia and met Alice Cullen. <laughs> I, was, I read it. You forgot about it. And it says, at first, he was puzzled by her happy behavior around him, but nevertheless, her joyful emotions impacted, impacted him greatly. As it turned out, she had been waiting for him. When she held out her hand, he took it and felt an unfamiliar emotion for the first time. Why did they eat I'm so glad that I've, like, vaguely remembered that, apparently. All I can think about is that the little short movie or whatever somebody made years ago that, like, is talking about Alice's background of her at the mental hospital and then Mm -hmm. being a vampire and finding Jasper at the end of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I just vaguely remember that. And it was in that. Their love story, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Jasper Bear, but their love story is so much cuter than Bella and Edward. It's super cute. We're still at the beginning of chapter 27. We do not do a good job of keeping them on virtues. This is also fascinating. Plus, it does go along with that. So, oh, yeah. Alice tells him she will be fine, uh, but Edward sees there is disparity in her timing and the vision vision's timing when he finds out. It will be three days from now that she wakes up and he starts to panic even more. Yeah. So, like, they're arguing over, like, when to get to the hospital and stuff, and she's like, he's going to be fine, he's, she's going to be alright. Like, I know, they're arguing over very small logistics, and Carlisle's like, we got to get to the hospital, let's go! Yeah, they're going that whole 67 miles per hour. I know. I don't think Alice actually says all this. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much all this chapter is her just thinking things. Yeah, and then Edward, like, interpreting it. Edward, or Alice is making plans in her head, and Edward growls at her, and Emmett is annoying with them once again. <laughs> Like, it never gets less annoying. Alice asks for Emmett's hoodie, and Edward gushes about how Alice could pull off any th- any clothes, which I found to be a very weird statement from a straight man. Because <laughs> um, he's like, it's very awful. So he could pull off anything. Alice planned on stealing blood for Bella's staged crime scene. Alice goes through all the solutions in her head while Edward reads her thoughts at this point. Yeah, it's Alice to it. It goes on for a while. It's fascinating. It's like, Alice did this. Alice did this. Alice did this. Or she, she did that. She did that. Well, it's like, it's like her having an extended vision, but it's like you're seeing the vision. I, I'm imagining this like as a video on TV. Like I was yeah. imagining this whole scene as that because it's her going through the vision and then get to a point. She's like, wait, hold up. We need something here. Rewinds to add in the next detail to make it go to where she needs it to go. And it's just continuously going forward and rewinding until she gets uh-huh. the details. Perfect. All right. So do you want to know how to explain the details? Like what happens? I, mean, I don't know what happens, but basically they're just trying to figure out how to like alibi this to figure out how Bella 
got get her this injured mm-hmm. without being like, hey, vampire dude, kid. So it, it, like, it goes from Alice going to get blood. So she initially has Emmett's hoodie and she's like, wait, hold up. And then she goes and steals a duffel bag instead to hold the blood instead mm-hmm. of using the hoodie. She's going to this hotel, motel, and talking Call to the talking to the <laughs> talking to the clerk there and getting a room to say that they were staying there. Yeah. And then she's, she's like, like a double and a single or something yeah, to like kind of set it up. Yeah, and it's like initially the first floor, and then Alice is like, wait, hold up, rewind. We need like, stairs. We need stairs, so second floor. So we get to that, so she gets the room keys, the rooms are like either right next to each other, right somewhere near each oh, other. No. Yeah. They're like a two two numbers apart, that's all I remember. Um, and then she's like, okay, cool, goes into the room, closes like all the curtains and stuff, like as they've been there, puts on the do not disturb signs. She's like, okay, and then gets to the part where they have to create the actual scene, and Alice is like, hold on, honk the horn for three seconds, and as she does... She's got some criminal mind. She really like, is. What would happen if this happened? She does that. So when they hump the horn, that's when she forces herself to go she down the stairs. She herself down the stairs and through the window. Just, but imagine how much fun she had. It's very oh, yeah. stressful I know. day to have. I know. That's what a couple I... of days. And she's just getting to eat herself down the stairs, like yeah. she's probably wanted to do for a while at this point. <laughs> Honestly, fine. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> she's just gonna throw herself down the stairs without the clothes. She's doing that, and then she, she, uh, of course, uses the blood that she had to pour out the blood there. To I was like wondering before. I don't know how much attention I was paying as I was listening. I was like, why the blood? Why do we need the See, blood? I, I think she's just like. spraying it all over the place to make sure it gets up the stairs. That's one of the things that happened to me, too, because while I was listening to this, because I was like, oh, Alice is going to get blood because Ella needs blood. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking that, too, and I was like, oh, okay, I got you now. Mm-hmm. Did you go through all these details just to get to that part, and then at you say and her having fun, mm-hmm. that Edward hears Alice say, none of it is as much fun, but all still vital, and Edward goes, fun, I scoffed. <laughs> Also, you gotta remember, she's asked Carlisle what blood type Bella is, so she stole a whole bunch of O blood, I think O positive, which is, like, a pretty, I don't know, it's like a universal donor, so there's, I think there's a lot of it, if not. O O next, the universal. Yeah, O is, all of O is universal, but use negative for whatever. Anyway, I'm there. There's a good bit of it. There's a good bit of it. It's in high demand. Yeah. Either way. Love fiction where you eat yourself down the stairs and then spray and blood. The thing is, is I can imagine literally this whole thing playing. Yeah. What song is playing? I heard in my head, we're not going to take it. And then I heard. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. There was a fight scene to that song in Umbrella Academy. I know. So I think it goes with any situation. I did not write down this whole part. I just put, um, um, I will not go into detail about Alice's full plan, but just know it's mat- it is meticulous and impressive. It is. Yeah. Like, it's like, this part listening to was very confusing, but also really entertaining. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was great. Like, like after dealing with Bella and Edward shit this whole time, mm-hmm. I'm like, I realized like what has been entertaining me in these last few chapters is 
either absolute drama and chaos between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like Edward's internal monologue where he's trying not to kill her, but also he wants to kill her. That was fun. And also just everything not involving them. I love. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, that's one of the reasons why this is probably my favorite scene of this whole yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't involve them. Also, it's something new from what we've the past yeah. 10 plus years. I mean, yeah, well, fun. that, I mean, that too, because even, like, at the beginning of the book, Alice's visions were, like, like, we only see, like, barely a little bit of it, because Edward's reading her mind, so it's jump here, there, everywhere kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, a more extensive version of, like, yeah. how her vision is. We get to see in detail, we get to see Alice in action. Yes. And it's just a fun time. It's great. So then, Edward kind of moves on from Alice's mm-hmm. plans and goes to Emmett because Emmett like looks at Bella's face and thinks she's such a good kid. Rose is going to have to get over this pronto, which makes my heart. Yeah. I know. I look literally odd in the car. I, I know. I think I'm, I'm why Emmett like, is the best. <laughs> that whole part is like I don't know. Y'all can argue with me all you want to, but Emmett bonded way quicker to Bella than any of the others did. Oh yeah. Because, like... And he doesn't even interact with her that much. No. And see, like, it took Edward a while to warm up to Bella. Alice had to see the future before she warmed up to Bella. Yeah. Emmett was just, like, once he he's noticed like, this I feel like person, he's good at just spotting people and being, like, they're, they're a good one. It was immediate, just, like, uh, once Edward had interest in her, like, in any sort of form, Emma yeah. was like, I'm cool, bring yeah, her home. I think he's also just, like, such, like, good big brother energy. He really is. Big, big brother. But, um, like, brother energy where he's like, yeah, man, you love her, so I love her. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it melt my heart a little bit. Like, don't you? But really and truly, like, the first time he interacts with her, he's like, I like her. Yeah. He's like, okay, she's good. This is the one. This is good for you. This yeah. works with the with, with, with the group. I mean, that being said, he was, like, very early in the book, like, and we're just killers. Yeah. <laughs> Which also, he's the one that's like, man, she's clever to the part where we're like, man, she's really fucking dumb. So, <laughs> you know. This whole podcast is dedicated yeah. to Emmett. <laughs> Although, I will say, Kaylin disagrees with me, but Jasper has probably redeemed himself in Midnight Song. I did not disagree with that. He has redeemed himself. He's just not my favorite. Yeah. Well, that's I, I do like him better in the other half of the book than I did earlier, which yeah. is to be expected with most characters. Yeah. And I feel like I want to agree with that with other characters. Mm-hmm. But, um, My last bullet for this whole episode is they pull up to the hospital and Edward prepares to go through it all again for the first time. The, yeah. only, the only thing in between the, those last two is the conversation they had with Rosalie where she just panicked because she thinks something happened to Emmett. Yeah. Aww. But, like, having to do it all again, that's like whenever you have a dream where you experience a whole day, mm-hmm. and then you wake up and you're like, that didn't happen. Yeah. Like, no, I still can't find my favorite shirt. <laughs> I still have to go deal with that stuff at work. Like, it has not gone well, away. Having a conversation with another person about, like, an important thing. And then you think you have it in real life. Yeah, then yeah. I kind of think you have it in real life. And that would kill me because I already can't remember it. <laughs> Um, so that is the end of these two chapters that we have discussed. This time we will be discussing 28, three conversations. I don't remember what those conversations are. Three conversations and 29, inevitability. Mm-hmm. Who I said it right. And 
those are the last two actual chapters of the book. The one after that is the epilogue. In that episode, we will be discussing the epilogue along with our final thoughts and just our feelings and emotions and any fun stories we have related mm-hmm. to Twilight. And it's going to be a fun time. And we will be completely done with our Midnight Sun discussion. Yeah. It'll be bittersweet, it's but also I think we're ready. It's been a journey. That being said, thank you so much for listening. And um, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.